You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks to Fly Racing, continuing to expand the line of hard parts from bike stands to handlebars and grips, chains, sprockets, foot pegs, and lever assemblies to creative products such as its innovative boot wash stand, Fly Racing designers are committed to making quality hard parts. Visit flyracing.com or see your local Fly Racing authorized dealer for a full list of available fly hard parts. We've been uh, bouncing around a little bit. We, we, uh, we talked off-road, then we talked road racing, and then we talked off-road again, and now road racing, and now we're back to off-road. We've had uh, two very fast, accomplished road racers um, on the show, Sean Dillon Kelly, who's a Red Bull Rookies Cup. He's uh, in his infancy as a pro road racer. Here in America. Here in yeah. the United States, yep. yep. So uh, just coming off, he's the youngest pole winner in Moto uh, excuse me, Daytona 200 history. So and finish the race in two yep, P2. Yep, and then we've also talked to uh, Corey Wetstein, who's a, a movie producer about off-road racing. Cody Barnes has been on, who's an XC3 racer leading that class in the GNCC. And then we had the worm on Larry Pagram, who's um, at the uh, tail end of his road racing career, and now he's an AFT relevant current racer it's absolutely kind of reinvigorated racer at uh, the tender age of 46 did he say 46 he said, is what he said he said it was something old i know so all right we go back off road we're going to talk to evan smith now um he's uh, evan smith has joined max motorsports fxr racing husqvarna competing in the 2019 kenda ama national enduro series he's placed first uh, third in the first two rounds placing him third in the overall series and um, also racing GNCC in the XC2 class. And I look him up. He's finished fourth, second, fourth for third in the point standings after three rounds. Welcome to the show, Evan Smith. Did I get it all right? Uh, yep, you got it all right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. It's been great having you on and have a great day. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and that's not all you're competing in, right? <laughs> no, I'm also uh, competing in the full uh into full gas sprint oh yeah and yeah. In, in that one you've got your best results thus far right yeah um i've been able to win both rounds in the pro 2 class so far and uh i think i was maybe fifth overall at the first round and like sixth or something at the second good for you so man not too bad yeah thanks how's it going how's the bike how's everything what's uh what's going on how's your program look like it's all good um I mean, the the 19 Husky, you know, is a little bit different than last year's, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty similar, and I had a really good setup last year, so I kept everything, you know, pretty close to the same for this year, so I feel super comfortable. Sorry about that. Um, feel super comfortable on the bike and feel really good physically, and, I mean, everything's just, you know, clicking and going the right way for me right now. You're uh, talk about climbing through the ranks, I guess, if you want to call it that, as an off-road racer. Um, we just had Cody Barnes on in hour number one, and, and he's a local guy for us um, here in the Midwest. And uh, we've seen him, 
you know, racing our local series, winning our local series, the next natural, you know, place for him to go would be GNCC or something similar to that, like what you're doing. Um, how did you get to where you are right now? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, probably very similar to Cody. I grew up racing Storks and Citra series, which is a regional series uh, in the southeast, and, you know, went all the way through BA class, AA, got to AA, and then I started racing National Enduros and GNCCs, and, I mean, really, really about the same story as Cody. I mean, or, you know, the same story as most people that grow up racing off-road and, you know, make it to the pro-level class. You know, I had a a guy text me. I was in the dozer. I own a motocross track, right? And it's springtime. We're we're hustling. We're we're gonna we're taking all the stuff out that everybody loves and putting in crap that they hate. I'm sure because that's how <laughs> everybody's gonna complain. And actually, that's <laughs> but, the social media post they almost write themselves. Yep, yep, yep. So I've spent like 15 grand so far on on track improvements. Not exaggerating. Um, so I'm sitting in the dozer, wow. and and this kid hits me up and he's a pretty fast guy i mean he's a ripper and and he um he's you know he's he, it's so expensive to go to be a pro anything anything i don't care if it's baseball what it's expensive motocross is exceptionally expensive i think and you know just with the price of bikes and everything you, you're no exception with off-road you're riding the same equipment you know this um motocross you have to hit so, you know, you have to go to Loretta's. Justin Brayton is a is a the opposite. He didn't do that. He you know he's he's proof that you don't have to do those things. But for the most part, you know, all the guys you see, R.J. Um, Plessinger, all them guys went through Loretta's that are racing today. They all did, and so it's expensive to hit all these outdoor nationals, and and so he, this kid can't afford it. And he's talking to me via text, of course. You know, as I'm trying to doze, but um, he's I've been racing some woods and and uh, recently lost 50 pounds. You know, I'm 41, so it, nice. It's uh, nice. so I've been I've been kind of hustling, and I went and raced one of Bill Gussie's races that does the OMA series, and yeah. had a pretty good finish. And everybody's kind of talking about it, and so he says, "I'd like to." He'd like to go pro and off road. He goes, "How do you do that?" And I just laughed. I go, first go get your butt kicked by the local A riders and you know, and then go get your butt kicked by the local double A guys. And if you're smoking all them guys and you have the wherewithal and you have the the you know, the the ambition to do that, go race GNCC. And that's I think yeah. that's a natural, you know, tra- uh step to to accomplish that would you agree though that that uh, off-road is easier to be in front of the right people than it would be um be, or it is especially for you because you live out that way right yeah i mean it, it's definitely it, it's a smaller uh community or or sport i guess you would say than motocross and i mean there's there's not as many uh you know, regional, there's not regionals, there's not invitationals and all just random races all over the country. There's like three national series and you get to choose from those three. And there's always people that are going to see you. 
if you do well in those three series, because that's really about the only thing to, you know, to watch. And well, that being, of course, you know, East Coast versus West Coast, there's, a, you know, just a few on each on each side. And if you do well in one of those three, you're going to get noticed. Whereas, you know, I feel like race and moto, there's there's so many different events out there that it's a lot harder to do that. But and yeah. so many guys. I mean, what do you, I've always thought uh, as I'm a terrifically bad at both uh, off road and uh, moto. But it sure seems like there'd be more opportunities for any young racer coming up to potentially get injuries. That they happen on mo- when you're on two wheels, regardless of what you're doing. But sure seems like moto uh, gives more opportunities for potentially bigger injuries. Would you agree with that? Yeah, to a certain extent, with bigger speed comes bigger injuries. But I mean, you know, it, it's it's just as likely to happen in in both sports. I think, or both disciplines. Trees but, uh, don't give. Sorry, what's that? Trees just don't give. Oh, no, they do not move. Mm, I've knocked some down. They they don't call me the tree shaker guy. for nothing. The little guys, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never moved one, but I'll keep trying. So I'll, I'll let you guys know if I succeed. <laughs> so three but, rounds uh, into the GNCC, um, Evan, you, you're you've got a solid, uh, you know, you're you're in third place. You the the guys, uh, Kelly, Ben Kelly and, and Jonathan are are a smidge ahead of you. You've got a pretty good race uh, with with Witkowski behind you. Um, oh, I see Ryder Lafferty's racing that too. Um, what are your What are your thoughts? What are your What are your uh, you know your goals? I guess for the for the it's a long season ahead of you still, but what would make you happy? Where do you see yourself in, at the end of the season, ideally? Well, um, I mean, Ben's going to be really tough to beat. He's he's riding really well right now. And, I mean, to to beat Ben, you basically have to be in the top five overall, and that's, that's pretty hard to do. But, I mean, a goal for myself is, you know, I got I got one podium this year. I'd really like to – to be consistent and see if I can stay on the box every round. And as long as I can do that and, you know, have good, good races and not, not do, you know, not have any DNFs or any problems like that. And, you know, wherever I end up at the end of the year, I'll be happy, but you know, top three is what I'm shooting for. Um, but you know, Johnny's riding really well. Mike's riding really well. Craig DeLong will be back soon. I mean, it, it's, there's there's plenty of fast guys, and you know, not to discredit anybody I didn't mention, but I mean, there's there's a lot of dudes going fast, and it's going to be tough to do that. What's going on with DeLong? Um, he I believe broke a collarbone at the second uh, sprint enduro round, so he's he's getting over that right now. Um, I'm, I don't know the full extent of it, but. He uh, he hasn't he hasn't made the first three GNCC rounds, and I know he should be back soon, but I don't really know. Do you prefer sprint enduros or or GNCC? I mean, as far as your your, I know it's an adjustment whenever you go there. One's a sprint, obviously, but you guys kind of sprint the whole time when you're in the woods, or at least it sure looks like you are. Yeah, 
I definitely uh, prefer sprint enduros. Um, I, I like that form of racing more. I mean, it, it's really about just who's the fastest. As I mean, GNCC is a lot about you know who's the fastest, but it's also who's in the best shape, who has the best pit strategy, who picks good lines. You know, list goes on and on. And I mean, another thing you know about sprints is they're pretty short. You race for about 10 minutes and then take a 20 minute break. And, you know, I like that. It's fun. <laughs> you get to go as fast as you can and then, uh, stop and, you know, bench race with your buddies and hang out and then go do it a few more times. So, and, and I've always excelled at, at sprint racing. So that, that's definitely why I'm probably partial towards it. We had Cody on and we've, I mean, we talked to all the GNCC guys and, uh, have for years. And, and the, the biggest thing the biggest thing that they talk about is is uh, race strategy and and being able to uh, you know manage the race. Like Stu Baylor, he he talked about it. You know, after his win, he you know he he's uh, he was stoked and he should have been, but he was stoked because he managed his race better than he ever has. You know, and that's something that that uh, Caleb has has done very very well over the years what six championships and he he's um you know he's really good at managing the race and that's i think that goes into play week in and week out of gncc more than i think it's overlooked by a lot of people you know we we cover all genres of motorcycle racing here evan and we we cover road racing off-road supercross we interview all the guys and in the daytona 200 we talk about which just took place in daytona what three weeks ago? Four three weeks, weeks ago. Yep. Yep. So we've been talking to racers that have been on on that uh, in that race, and and they talk about race strategy, and that's you know the Daytona 200 is an endurance race, obviously, and they won't sprint the entire time. The, it's a it's it comes down to the end and pits, you know, uh, pit stops and that kind of thing. GNCC does that every week, week in and week out. There's so much that can happen. I mean, you look at uh, like Jason Thomas, you know, he he's had a problem with his bike again this time it was a pinched breather tube on his on his uh on his tank when they came in and they they just on the quick fill the the cap they put it back on pinched the breather tube and the bike quit running they couldn't figure out why and you know i mean there's so many different things so many variables that go into gncc that that's what i like about it that's why I like covering it. It's like I I like going racing. I do the morning race because you can have the three hour race. It's that's for you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, you know three. I and I should be doing the three hour because it'd be better exercise. But I like the two hour, um, especially in Florida. That thing's brutal. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know I think that's a big deal. And I think have you got anybody that you work with? that that helps you you know that you talk about and you can kind of go back and digest and talk about you know rather than go out there and just sprint the whole time you have a plan and that kind of thing to help you you become the top guy in your class um well i i wouldn't say i have somebody that that coaches me on on race strategy for gncc specifically but um i mean like i i live uh I live really close to Russell Bobbitt and that's, that's kind of who I have trained with and ridden with for the last, I I don't know, seven or eight years. So he, he's done a, 
he's done a great job. You know, whenever I have questions, I'll ask him and, you know, he'll give me his input and kind of coach me along on how to, you know, do everything. Cause he's obviously one of the most successful off-road riders there's been. So, you know, there's, there's no better person to learn from than him. So he's, uh, he's helped me a lot on that, but I mean, you know, he, uh, he only ran a year or two of the full GNCC series uh, a couple years ago. So, I mean, he's even he's not the master on that uh, discipline. So, and now, I mean, he, now he knows where to hook you up if you want to go stay in Costa Rica and ride, right? Isn't he, isn't he doing yeah. that with, yeah. No, I'm waiting for that invite. Oh, for $2,700, you can definitely get the invite, believe me. <laughs> All right, we got to go to break, Evan. Anybody you want to thank real quick for helping you go racing? Yeah, um, I'd like to thank Max Motorsports, Husky USA, FXR, Bell Helmets, Forma Boots, Pro Circuit, T2, uh, anybody else. You know, thanks a lot. All right, Evan Smith, you're a good interview. We appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll uh, finish this out top of the hour. A little MotoGP talk. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details